Coach Allen, you not only have a, a love for basketball, but it's very clear that you've got a heart for your players and for your students. What are some of the life challenges that you see among these teenagers? Uh, to, to your point, I, I absolutely love basketball. It, it's it's changed my life. Um, the challenges that our kids have is that they have to grow up so early. You know, many of my boys come from a dysfunctional family where they have to uh, behave as an adult, as a kid, you know, from raising their siblings to to controlling the house while, while, while their mother is at, uh, is at work. Uh, I don't have many fathers. Uh, in the lives of our young men. So, you know, just having to grow up so fast and not a, not be allowed to be to be kids. I read where you sometimes get a phone call late at night and you're willing to do what you can to help or encourage. And, of course, we don't want to name any names or anything like that. But you know, tell us about a call at night and, and requests for help that you get. Well, those calls range from uh, domestic violence phone calls well, I may have to, you know, intervene with a with a mother or a father or boyfriend or a mother versus son situation where the mother is arguing with her son and I have to be the, the male role figure to, to calm that situation down. Uh, I get calls sometimes when my boys can't sleep at night because their their anxiety is on a high uh, due to a, a loved one dying or a close friend being shot or they just have so many thoughts about their future uh, that they give me those types of phone calls. And I saw where occasionally you get the uh, honorary title of, of dad because of all the yes, trust absolutely. that you got going. Yes. Yes. Uh, again, as I, as I stated, many of my guys don't have fathers in their life. So, so uh, due to how I carry myself, due to the advice that I provide, due to how I love on them, due to me preaching uh, to those men, as if they were my child, some of those guys give me that title. And how does that make you feel when when you're called dad, when it's obvious that they love you or respect you? It, it makes me feel good. Uh, it gives me a, a personal gratification of uh, I'm doing the right things. I'm being a, a pretty good role model. Uh, I'm standing on my beliefs, and they appreciate that. So what are your beliefs? Why do you go the extra mile to, to help these young people? I, I believe that you have to be honest with our youth in order to get them prepared for the real world. You know, I believe that you can't, I believe if you shelter kids, you hinder their growth. Uh, I go the extra mile for my, for my kids because somebody did it for me. And I know that if I don't do it, they have a high probability of going out there and being negatively influenced by guys that don't have their best interests at heart. So is there a particular success story of someone that comes to mind where you help them and they've gone on to much better things? Someone, Something you can share with us about that? Oh, absolutely. So I had a kid at my previous school where his family uh, was known for the business of the streets, right? Uh, they were drug dealers. He had inherited, at a very young age, the family business of selling crack and heroin. Uh, I influenced that young man to take school very seriously, where he became an honor roll student. My influences also uh, got him off the streets from, from selling drugs. 
to where he graduated, went to college, got his degree, uh, and, and and after doing so, man, he hit me on, he hit me up and told me thank you, and I'm something like a father to him. And he had never told me that up until that point. That makes it worthwhile. It makes it it makes it, it makes it so worthwhile because being an inner city coach, we go through so much on a daily basis where coaching basketball is the easy part. Getting on the court, teaching the X's and O's, that's the easy part. However, the most challenging part is the off the floor things that we have to manage or that that we choose to manage. You mentioned just a moment ago that while you were you were growing up that there was a special person, some people who who lifted you up. Can you share that with us? Yes, uh, there were two two men that really helped shape my life and my upbringing. Uh, I'll first say that I, I grew up in dysfunction. I'm an inner city guy. Uh, I'm a public school guy. But the first man that uh, introduced himself to me in a manner in which I could see myself as a man was my youth football coach. Uh, may rest in peace, Coach Steele. He was the first man that I uh, heard speak articulately. He dressed really, uh, really well. He had a beautiful wife, a beautiful family. And, and those were things that as a kid, I wanted to aspire to be. Uh, the second man was my uncle, uh, Sam Allen, that always supported me. You know, I didn't have a father. Uh, my mother was an alcoholic and drug addict. And he provided me the support that I needed at that particular time to keep going and to uh, stay the course from going left where many of my peers uh you know, did, you know, uh, a lot of my friends are, are guys that, that, that went the wrong way. I mean, they, they're great guys, but the streets got them. And, uh, I, I thank coach Steels and, and my uncle Sam Allen for helping me, uh, stay the course. And we've talked about the people who have helped you is, is there anyone like a famous person living or dead or a quote or a, a bit of wisdom that you kind of hold dear as, as a compass to help in your life? I have a couple. Uh, the first one being, a life without goals is a life not worth living, right? Uh, yeah. If you're just living, man, you're, you're dying slowly. I'm a, I'm a goal-oriented man. Uh, I'm never satisfied. I, I'm a hard worker. And I translate that to my guys that play for me. Never be satisfied. Always work. Always set goals. You know, those goals give you a reason to get up each morning. Uh, as a competitor, um, I couldn't imagine just waking up and not doing anything each day. And, and the second quote I live by is, I'd rather live enormous than live dormant. You know, uh, living enormous for me is having the courage to stand on your beliefs, having the courage to take risks having the courage to be disciplined to achieve your goals. Uh, dormancy is, is, for, is, for the, is for the weak, is for the lifeless, and I'm a lively man. Thank you for sharing that. As a coach, uh, first of all, have you had a good basketball season? We had a pretty good basketball season. Uh, this is my third year here. We went 16-6. and six. Uh, we improved dramatically from uh, last year, where we were, we were six and twelve. Uh, I came to Withrow uh, during the 
during COVID in 2020, where the program wasn't in good standing. The school just came off a losing season where they were four and 19. They lost nine seniors. So I had to come in here and really build this thing from the ground up, had to change the culture, had to, had to teach the guys our core values and what we stand for, our expectations as young men, as leaders, as students, as players. Yeah, we had a really good season. All right. As a coach, as a, a professional, how do you make time for all this, you know, on the court and in and, and the neighborhoods? How do you do it? It's a big sacrifice, man. Um, I'm obsessed with being a head coach. I think you got to be a little crazy to be a head coach, but I'm obsessed with helping young people. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with uh, being a leader and that uh, I take it. I take this responsibility very, very seriously. And I'm committed and I'm dedicated and I'm willing to sacrifice things in my personal life for me to fulfill uh, my role as the leader in the lives of these young people. All right. Coach, I really appreciate you you sharing your heart with us. And, uh, you know, we want other people to, to know about it and so forth. I want to say thank you very much. No, thank you.